Hi, welcome to Radiant New Life Ministries podcast. We're so happy you could join us today. If you need to reach us for anything, you can reach us at info at radiantnewlife.com. You also can follow us on Facebook at Radiant New Life. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Username is Radiant New Life. Again, thank you very much for joining us and our podcast will be starting shortly. Welcome to this week's podcast. This is Eric with Radiant New Life Ministries. I'm so excited to spend this time with you, and I'm happy that you are joining me. Um, Again, real quick, if you need anything or need to reach out, please contact us at info at radiantnewlife.com. Also, share this podcast with your friends uh, and whoever, just to get it out there. This week, you know, this coming Sunday, we're, as the church, we're celebrating the day of Pentecost. You know, some look at it as a time of ritualistic, uh, you know, things. This is what we do every week. We're going to hear about the same topic and so on and so on. But I want to share some things because we as the church uh, need to start focusing on a little bit more than just uh, what was what happened. You know, we know that the wind came from heaven and, you know, da, 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 da. But there was there's keys. And I know that. Uh, we as the body of Christ have been praying for changes for our land. You know, some are using the scripture in Second Chronicles that said, you know, for all those that, that are called by my name, if you pray and, you know, and I will heal the land or repent from your sins and I will heal your land. You know, even with that, there entails a whole lot more than just repentance because the church has to actually step out and do and walk and, and be the church. So when we look back at Acts We see how the first church was. We see uh, what did the first church do? What were they, you know, A, number one, they followed instructions because Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait. And he would send uh, the Holy Spirit or the helper to come and and assist them and comfort them. He says, you'll receive power from on high. Um, So what did they do? We're going to pick up this week with Acts 2 verse 1. And I'm going to read a couple of these scriptures here. Um, uh, So starting in verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost, and I'm reading out of the uh, New American Standard uh, Bible. So it says, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues of fire distributing themselves, and they and they rested on each one of them. Number question, uh, verse four. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. And the Spirit was as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And then we go on and say that there were Jews that were living in Jerusalem, devout men who heard this and go, "Hey, these folks will be drunk," and you know and Peter came out and basically stood up to him and said, hey, guys, these men are not drunk, as you say, but it is only the third hour of the day, which is, you know, basically, I think time frame is pretty early. Uh, But this was was spoken through the prophet Joel that in the last day, and it shall be in the last days, God said that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams even on my bond certain you know and so on and so on it goes all the way and 
that day because Peter stood up and spoke, 3,000 came into the body of Christ. So, but when we go back to the very first part of this scripture, there's some signs, you know, we got people that are having prayer groups and they're, you know, are having gatherings together that are trying to go after revival, are trying to go after uh, power and, and seeing the things of the of Christ come into pass. You know, they they want to see the presence enter. They want to see even in our own church services. You know, we're, our goal is is to see the kingdom enter. You know, and to have signs, wonders, and miracles take place, and to see uh, things happen that we haven't seen before. I mean, we're contending for that at our church. But there's keys when we see what happened with the first church. There are keys that show us exactly what we need to do. The first thing we need to do is invert in the first uh, scripture, in the first verse, sorry, it says that when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. The King James Version says they were all in one accord in one place. Now, that word one accord, that phrase is really key because it says that they were all together for a one purpose. And that one purpose was to receive and to follow the directions that Jesus had given them saying, go here and stay until you receive power from on high. So they were there conducting business. They were there probably worshiping, praising, praying, together with one accord. They had one mission, and that one mission was to receive the power that had been promised from on high, or the, the next chapter, I guess, that Christ had told them. You know, and it wasn't just the 12. I mean, there's probably, they estimate there's probably about 170 people uh, in this room, in the upper room. Now, as many as we know, you know, if we can get 170 people on the same page in a normal church service, that's something good to say. You know, it's hard. It's hard to get people to be on the same page. It's hard to get people to pray the, you know, the certain way and to go after things the certain way and da 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 da. But that's when we as leaders and we as the church, we need to rise up and start to lead and be leaders for all that God has in store. You know, they had the ones in charge. They had, you know, Peter, Paul, uh, not Paul at the point in time, but they had Peter, James, John, Matthew, you know, Mark, and all those guys that were like the original disciples. So they kind of took order of the place because it says that when you read on, it says they were conducting business also. But um, in order to the church, but I mean, certain things have to be done. But we as the body of Christ have to come together on a unified one accord front when we're going after uh, the sea signs, wonders, and miracles take forth. Now, um, you know, when we see revivals, if we study the revivals of the past, you know, we see the Azusa Street, you know, the Azusa Revival, you know, and they were gathered in a house, a small group was gathered in a house contending with the Lord saying, look, we have not uh, had, they were contending for the Holy Spirit. They wanted uh, to speak in tongues. They wanted to know more of the Father. So they were in there worshiping and praising and, and contending uh, with the Lord. And guess what happened? They got what they asked for. They got what they were contending for. 
and it came in a mighty way and therefore the revival broke out but even everybody that came to the revival were expecting to see from the lord and to to receive from the lord um, at the same time, you can also study uh, Moody Bible Institute. It wasn't in Chicago as it is this days, but it was like, I think it was on Kansas or Missouri, one of the two. But they had an upper room in the house or the little college that they had that they, uh, Moody, had people up there praying 24 hours a day. The room was um, always inhabited with people praying and contending for the Lord because they had read about the upper room and how, you know, Jesus came and the fire and the wind and, you know, the Holy Spirit fell and they all began to speak in tongues. Well, Moody wanted that. He wanted to experience that. So what they did is they had people up there uh, praying to the Lord, contending with the Lord 24 hours a day. And guess what? It happened. It fell. One day, uh, the Holy Spirit fell in the place. And they said one of the girls started speaking in tongue and actually Cantonese, perfect Cantonese. And she had no clue how to speak Cantonese, which is the diversified of tongues, which is an awesome gift. So they contended until they got it. Too many times we as believers, you know, we want something to see something so bad. We want to see the Lord move. We want to see signs, wonders, and miracles break out in our church services, you know. But a lot of times with the body of Christ today, we've gotten to be very complacent. We've gotten to be, and I'll say it lazy, where we don't want to go after. We don't want to contend, you know. We'll go for it until it gets rough and hard, and then we back off, you know. A lot of these people and a lot of these things, it takes time uh, to go after and to see things because the atmosphere has to be right. The atmosphere has to be changed. And we, through our worship, through our praise, through our prayer, we can change atmosphere. We can change those things to where it is an open heaven above us to where signs, wonders and miracles will flow freely. It's getting there. It is having those people that are willing to give everything they've got to contend. That's what a prayer room needs. That's what our church prayers, when we need, when we have intercessory prayer groups, you know, we don't need to hand the person of the intercessory prayer saying, hey, here's a list that we want to pray for this week. Or, hey, we only want to pray for uh, our our other churches, our finances, um, our children. Um, and stuff like that. No, we need to be going after the heart. We need to be going after what the Father wants. It's not about us and our church. It's about the awakening. It's about revival. It's about a move of the Father coming through the land, and we want to see it. And we're not going to give up until we get to see what the Lord has in store, what the Lord will do in the outpouring that takes point. We can't uh, go into an intercessory prayer. I mean, it's good to have order. You got to have order. Trust me, because God loves order. But it, you know, you got to flow in the spirit. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead your prayer groups, you know. Um, but but it's after the things, you know, yes, take care of the president of the United States, take care of that ahead of time. But then you know what, spend time praying in tongues and contending and getting loud and going after it, you know, and then allow the Holy Spirit 
to take over and you start praying what the Holy Spirit is giving you utterance. And then you'll see a shift in your atmosphere. You'll see a shift take place in your prayer group. And all of a sudden, strange, you know, not strange things, but things will begin to happen. You'll start to feel the kabod uh, glory come in. The kabod glory is so thick and so permanent that it's hard to even stand up. You need to get on the ground. You have to pro- prostrate, you know, put your arms and legs out and get before the Father on your hands and knees. You know, that's a kabod glory. That's the things, you know, and, and you go after it and you don't give up until you get what's going on. Yes, I understand most prayer groups are, are an hour long, but you know what? You can also incorporate like worship nights and special things that are off kilter, uh, not normal Wednesday night prayer group or Sunday service, you know, maybe have a Thursday or a Friday night once a month, you know, get together and have what we used to call a glory night where you go after the things and contend and, and you go after the heart and you go after the presence, you go after the glory and, and you, you spend this time in intimacy with the Father because that's what the Father wants. He wants intimacy. He doesn't want um, uh, a schedule, a ritual, you know, things like that. The Father wants intimacy. He loves to be intimate with His people. We see that throughout the Bible. The Lord is looking for those that He can be intimate with. But when we decide to be intimate with the Father's, when we're going to start to see things change in our churches, we're going to start to see signs, wonders, and miracles, people getting supernaturally healed, sitting in the in their seat, um, uh, new levels of prophecy, um, call-out stuff. I mean, it, it, things are going to take place. And guess what? That's the beginning of revival. And that's what we're going after, especially during this Pentecost. You know, I've heard prophetic words. I've heard things saying that Pentecost of 2020, there is going to be a shift in the church. That during this time, uh, it's been a time of refreshment between Easter and Pentecost for the church now. It's been a time of refreshment. It's been a time of rest. It's been a time of of gathering together. And that when Pentecost hits, things are going to shift in the atmosphere. I sense a shift is coming through. But yet again, it takes us to get into our our prayer mode and to say, Father, I want it all. I am not going to give up until I have it, until I see it, until I walk in your glory, until I, you know, change atmospheres wherever I go. It takes us to start to shift a change. We cannot rely on other people to do it for us. We have to be the ones to change the atmosphere atmosphere. And it begins in our own home. It begins in our workplace. It begins when we go to the grocery store. It begins when we walk down the street. We need to have the mindset of wherever we place our feet, we claim that territory for the kingdom of God. We claim that and we expect, you know, I expect even when I'm standing in the grocery line that the glory pours out of me, that whoever is around me will be affected and be healed. And I don't need to lay hands hands on him that the Holy Spirit will just do it because I'm filled with his glory and I want to be to the point where I leak 
with the presence of God. I leak with the glory. I leak with things like that. I want to be so full that I have to expand myself even greater to hold more. And I want to walk in the higher levels. That should be our mindset and our goal is that we can change the atmosphere just like Peter who was able to boldly stand up and say, look, no, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is what the prophet Joel had prophesied and went on. And then he spoke the gospel. And guess what? 3,000 people came to know Christ in one day. That is awakening. That is what the church needs to be going after. And even Peter was so in tune with the Holy Spirit after that, that when he would walk to the synagogue, that they would lay the sick and injured in the streets, hoping that the shadow of Peter would cast upon them because Peter understood his identity, his authority, and was so in tune with the Holy Spirit and the Father that people were getting miraculously healed just because his shadow fell on them. That is where we need to be today as a church. That is what our goals need to be. That is what I personally want. I want whoever my shadow casts on that they'll be healed immediately from whatever diseases, from whatever sicknesses that they have. That is a goal. That is what we need to get into, a place where we want it all. And we're not going to stop contending until we receive it. And I believe, again, closing here, but I believe that's what the children of Israel were doing in the upper room. Not the children of Israel, but the disciples were doing in the upper room was that they were in prayer. They were contending for promises that Jesus had made saying, look, go and I will send you your helper. I will send you the, the power from on high. And I believe that they were there contending and were not going to give up until they had received it. And that is where we need to be as the church today. So again, thank you. I'm going to end this for now. We thank you very much for joining our podcast. We, we look forward to uh, putting them out each week and to being able to reach everyone out there. So uh, God bless you all. We love you. We cannot wait. Again, share this if you want to with everybody that you can. Uh, look us up on Facebook at Radiant New Life. And then if you need us for anything, you can email us at info at radiantnewlife.com. And also our calendar uh, is open. So uh, we're getting things back together now after the COVID-19. So if you'd like for us for any reason to come and speak uh, at your meeting or church or whatever, um, reach out to us and we can work something out. Until then, until next week, God bless and have a wonderful and glorious day.